RC's Big Air is your number one location for high quality RC car entertainment. Each video is packed with great music, beautiful landscapes, and cool tricks all in short, easy to pick up segments. So cruise on over to RC's Big Air on YouTube to start watching today. friends this is your friendly neighborhood storyteller bartholomew here to let you know that the events in today's episode get a little bit intense so some parental guidance is recommended oh hello friend come join us by the fire the story's about to begin welcome everyone back to fireside dice Last couple of episodes have been kind of interesting. Um, who have we? I think Surrey. I think you're the only one who has not given a recap. Um, a recap. And so, considering that a lot of backstory pieces for you were kind of hinted at in the last one, go ahead. Tell us what happened last time. Man, last time we started at the coven of the Bitterheart Witches, where. Uh, Suri found out that uh, Streffen Maurer had taken Irene, Irina uh, as his wife, and they were trying to figure out a plan on how to get her back, as well as getting the Otherworld Atlas, even though it wasn't mentioned. But we started a journey up north towards Maurer State and towards the town because we heard there was an item, or rather, Bartholomew got a reading from Madame Ava that said there is a special item that would help us in sieging our estate. So we started heading up there. Uh, Siri reunited with, I guess, an old friend who is obsessed with vampires and is now a vampire. And uh, Balfour made a very good friend right at the end. So, speak with animals, unless I am mistaken, only lasts for 10 minutes, I want to say. Mm -hmm. double check. I, I looked it up. Yeah, it's 10 minutes. Because I wanted to see if Balfour was, like, chittering or if he was talking <laughs> normally, you know? Um, mm. It's 10 minutes. Sounds like he has been talking normally this whole time. Yeah. But I can... That's what I figured. I can catch, cast it ritualis ritualistically if I need to. Um, so, so that adds a 10 minute time onto it, it to, to the spell casting yes but or I don't have to use spell slots for it I can just he talk. rolled a nat 20 on animal friendship so maybe through the power of friendship they can just communicate <laughs> forever now <laughs> squirrel charades this, this is true I don't want to say no but I feel like I have to okay mm. how about this he's like Remy and he just like pulls at Balfour's beard to direct him. Remy from Ratatouille. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. I didn't know what you meant at first. And then you said pull on beard. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I see. Let's see how nutty we want to get with this. Well, and then with animal friendship, I know it, you convince them that you mean them no harm. It doesn't necessarily mean communicate with them, but that does yeah. last 24 hours. So, Nutty the Squirrel, at some point along this, 
um, Treg. He's been talking to you. He's been guiding you through the woods in a very different direction than just going up the old Somber World Road. You could see that there was a big old gate, that there was a cutoff. It looked like there was someone there. It was probably Lord Streffenauer. But before you guys were even able to get up to that point, Baffer, he went off to the side. Everyone else was like, hey, what are you doing? I'm talking with a squirrel. What do you mean? This is nutty. He's going to guide us through the woods. Whether that was just hot air or an genuine, hey, I've made friends with this squirrel, you guys didn't know up until the point where the squirrel hopped into Balfour's beard. And for the next several minutes, he's been guiding you through the woods along the foothills of the Gaia Reach. And after about 10 minutes, in the middle of a sentence, Nutty is just he's saying to you, yeah, like, it, you know, it, it, the leaves get really, really pretty colors. And then... Um, what? Speak up. Crap. What? <sighs> I can't understand Nutty anymore. Okay. Just um... under, just understand Nutty again. You just did it last time. I... Did what, though? He just started talking. Well, you did something. That same magic that happens whenever, like, when you healed that priest that one time... That that happened. So whatever, you did something. I mean, I gave him some food. You do notice that he has not eaten any of the pocket bacon. You put it in the little bowl with him. He hasn't touched it. Now it's beard bacon. Ugh. Let's be honest, there's always been beard bacon. So looking at Nutty, I can't understand you anymore for some reason. And I don't know if you can still understand me. If you can, just keep leading the way. And with that, Nutty climbs up your beard, right up to your chin, goes around your head, jumps off, <laughs> spreads out, falls down to the ground, goes forward about 20 feet, just stands and turns. Seems All right, like we're following a following the squirrel. Follow and as you guys continue, he's doing his little hop, stands up every once in a while, looks back, makes sure that all there and for the next several hours this process continues this slow march of following the squirrel as long as we don't have to deal with streff and mauer again i'm fine with this <laughs> true true continuing onward nutty leads you around these foothills in not even like game paths. He's literally leading you through the woods, which in itself has its own dangers. So I'm leaving you guys the option. Do you want for me to roll or would you like to roll? Me and Emma rolled last time. So I think mm -hmm. Josh or Riley should roll this time. Yes. Let's do it. Only fair. What am I rolling? A D8 and a D12. Uh, I lost my D12, so can you can, can you cover that one? I believe I can. It's on the floor somewhere, but it blends in really well. <laughs> At least it was like, wait a second, lost, lost, or? No, yeah. I, I dropped it during this session, and it clanked somewhere, and now I can't find it. The worst. I rolled a three on the D12. I got an eight. So, 
further along, as Nutty is leading you guys along, a somewhat battered raven flies down, bites onto a tree branch, and is once again looking at your group. Is this the same raven? Considering its current disgruntled state, quite possibly. I don't have any capabilities to do anything about that raven, but if any of you can do anything, I say we take it down. Does the raven look like it means us harm, or is it just being creepy and watching us? Currently the latter. You can see as your group goes underneath it, its eyes follow, sees the squirrel up ahead, flies up. No. It's down onto another tree branch further along the path. Alper just reading, continues to watch. Reading like the hunter body language that seems to be coming from the raven will make him mad. And he'll kind of start to feel his face go flush, kind of warm and hot. And then as his face starts to heat, he's going to cause a numbing frost to form upon the raven. Without intending to, he is going to be casting the cantrip Frostbite. Yes. Roll your 2d6. That would be eight. So you can see, you managed to get this thing before it manages to land. And looking, the, the leaves are starting to turn. It's not super deep into the harvest moon yet. But you take the coldness and the damp in the air cause it to coalesce around this thing, and it freezes almost solid as it's about to hit the branch. Hits the branch, tumbles, and hits the ground. No, that takes care of the raven. Belfry, you're just full of surprises today. Honestly, that one I did not mean to do. I just got mad because I thought he was going to go after Nutty. That might have actually been just a normal raven. It's kind of hard to tell. This raven shakes itself off and you can see its form starts to grow and expand until a man stands in front of you. Raven black hair. It was not particularly nice. It's not nice to follow people. Enemies of the fiend are something that we try and find though. Enemies of the fiend, you're referring to Lord Mauer? Yes, you're not friends of his to our knowledge. Absolutely Are not. you friends of his? Our order has been working against him for centuries. Insight check. Go ahead, roll an insight check. With my plus 10, that's a 22. It sounds almost too earnest. Like this random person who changed from a raven in front of you is working against the fiend. Like, based off of your interactions with the Bitterheart witches, who their, alli- their allegiance is not fully known, considering that the, the, the thing that tips you is that these the were-ravens are enemies of the Bitterheart Witches, and that to you doesn't sit right. Okay. And what order might that be that you're a part of? I'm not certain that I can tell you. I mean, I I was sent to try and find out exactly who you all are. Why? See if you can help in that fight against the fiend. Who sent you? Would you like me to take you to them? We're a little busy at the moment. Oh, following the squirrel? 
says the bird. Clearly much more than a bird. How do you know it's not more than a squirrel? And by this point, Nutty has scurried halfway up a tree, is looking just off of the one side, furthest from where this where Raven is at. He doesn't trust you. If you do not trust me either, I will take my leave. I do not want to be a bother. Then goodbye. And with that, transforms into a raven, flies away. Hmm. Mm. Bartholomew is going to watch the bird fly away. He's going to say, there are a lot of pieces at play in this game. And it kind of bothers me. You know what should bother you more? The fact how many pieces know our names. And know who we are, yeah. I didn't think we were that conspicuous. Well, one thing to note is that 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 were-raven did not name drop you. He was just sent specifically for us. All that it recognized you as were enemies of Streffenmauer. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I feel that he may be of some use to us eventually, but right now what we're doing is far more important. Yeah. It's just concerning how much attention we've garnered in our time here. Agreed. Well, let's continue. Keep your eyes open for more ravens, I guess. Levin will do that. As they travel, she'll keep an eye out for either that same raven or any more ravens. Uh, I'm assuming, do you want do you want me to roll perception or just use the passive perception? We'll just use passive, unless you guys okay. actually point out and say, hey, I'm looking. She'll, she'll be actively looking. Okay, so you will roll a perception check. I think Bart would too after go. that encounter. Okay. Alpha is more focused on the direction than that he's setting. And were-ravens aren't the only dangerous thing out here. That's a five. I got a ten. So we're keeping an eye out, but we're terrible at it. <laughs> There's lots of ravens here. Not a whole lot of note other than Nutty continuing to hop along. And it's frankly, it's the odd cuteness of that. A place that has been so dismal that is distracting to the two of you. Yeah. Evan in particular, you almost flash back to previous iterations and being in the wilds of Eldraine, being with the Fae, the Will-O-Wisps, the enchanted forest out there. This reminds her of that. And at a couple of points, you see small flashes of light and blue flame that pop up as the sun starts to go down because you were taking a little bit of a longer route and at a little bit of a slower pace. But we are getting quite close to the old bone grinder, as it is called colloquially. That's not the old... uh, Oh, what's the word? Word's gone. Foreboding at all. There we go. There you the go. Word came to me. The Somberwald Road up here, you've successfully skirted around the foothills. And the Gaia Reach has a couple of different, it kind of wraps around the Outland Valleys. And so there's one spike that kind of comes down, small little bit of mountains. And there's another one that goes up north as it were. And you've skirted in between the two, 
There's a small branch of the road that seems very much out of use that leads up to a old windmill. The veins of it in absolute disrepair that almost look like they wouldn't even turn in a strong wind. The stone, old, dilapidated, but you can see that there are lights on inside. There is another raven that you see on the road right here at the turnoff to go up. Different raven, and it squawks at you and flaps its wings. Is it like flapping its wings in a way that is like, stay away, stay away, or is it like turning as if it wants us to follow it somewhere? Go ahead and roll an insight check. 28. You can absolutely tell that this thing is trying to warn you away. I'm going to relay that to the group. Okay. So it does see us. Also, guess who just remembered that they have passed without trace? (laughs) It was me. I forgot. Live and learn. Does this also look like a were-raven, just in terms of, like, sheer size? In terms of size, in terms of attitude, yes. I am going to look at the raven... And I am going to do a thing that involves some more things. I'm going to cast Sending on this raven. And I'm going to ask, do you not want us to go to the windmill? If so, why? Don't go. Coven of witches is lying in wait. The raven tells me that there's a coven of witches in there waiting. If it's the bitter hearts, we should be fine. I am going to turn to Surrey and be like, are there any covens that you know of that we should be worried about? I'm sure there's far worse covens than the bitter hearts out here. Okay. How do we want to approach this? Do we just, because we need to get, we need to check this place out. Do we just go knock on the door and be like, hey, we're friendly, you friendly? Or is there some sort of sneakier way? that we can investigate here. Us versus a whole coven doesn't sound fun. The coven can range anywhere from like three to several dozen. Considering that this raven said that there is a full coven here, it could be anywhere in that range. Inside the windmill by itself? Mm -hmm. Wow. Is there like a building attached to this windmill or is it just the mill? So there is the mill and it seems like it is pretty solitary up here. Okay. Um, and it's it's relatively small, probably 15 feet wide at the base, if that. It leans slightly forward uh, towards where the veins are at and a little bit off kilter. The Old old walls, dirt-covered windows. I mean, this is absolutely in disrepair, but you can see that there is a fire on the inside, at least on the bottom floor. Looking at this structure, is there any way I could glean potentially how many people could fit inside? Comfortably, half a dozen at the most. Okay. Probably less than that, even. So it looks to me, like, based on how big this mill is... I imagine there's not going to be any more than six people in there, especially since they've got a fire. They wouldn't want to cram a ton of people into a small space and have a fire going. So in theory, if it things did go wrong, we would be fairly close to match on 
numbers. But then why why would the raven warn us to begin with? Well, we know that the Bitterheart Witches, at least in these rare ravens, were not on the best of terms. So they might just not like the witches for the same reason that the Bitterhearts don't like them. So far in our experience, the Bitterheart Witches have been the most friendly and hospitable people that we've met in this plane. So I tend to lean towards trusting the witches more than this raven. If we're concerned about our approach, I can make us quieter. We can try to determine whether it is truly safe or not. Is there like an open door or is the entrance to this mill closed? You are currently a couple hundred feet away, so you're not fully certain. Okay. There's no like shine of light and somewhere around it that would indicate an open doorway. I could roll like an investigation for you if you'd like. So this would be more of a perception check if you were to roll. Okay. Natural 20. So, Bart, thinking back to your time uh, growing up and going around with your father, looking at the various parts of your lands, you it's different in shape, but similar in style, similar, different in style, but similar in purpose to what the mills around your lands would have looked like. And you would have rec- you would recognize that on the bottom floor is like where most of the work would be done. Second floor would be probably living quarters, as well as another workstation. This one with the actual millstones going about it. Up above that would be the true like bedroom that sort of thing, and the very top would be more of a storage space. And you can see that there are lights in the two workspaces, as well as a smaller one up in the bedroom area. And the door, while not open, appears to be somewhat ajar. Okay. I think that sounds like a good course of action, Levin. If you can make our approach quiet, we can potentially glean more information before we make ourselves known to these people, if that's what we choose to do. All right. Um, And then with that, then... Levin will use two key points to cast uh, Pass Without Trace. The other thing of note here, Nutty chitters at offer, pops off of his beard, and is going to take cover in the trees. Doesn't seem to want to approach this thing. Hmm. Remind me, may... when uh... I got the tarot reading, did, I, did Bartholomew see images, or was it just described that there was an old mill? Um, that's a good question. The images he would have seen would have been on the cards. In terms of what those were, I can take a look at that if you would like. My curiosity is if this mill that I'm looking at matches what he saw, or if it would have been general enough that any mill would have worked. There would have not been a actual picture. The picture that you would have seen... If you would like for me to grab it, I can do that. Nah, I was just curious if he would recognize that this is the mill that the card was indicating. It seems general enough that it could have been a few different places, but to your knowledge, there is not another old, decrepit mill fits this sort of description. Okay. 
they are aware of at this time. Alrighty. Well, so Nutty doesn't seem to be too keen on this place either. Do we still want to approach? I think we should. I think we have to if we're looking for this weapon. Alright. Balfour, he, uh, you know, wears plate armor, so... It's a good thing you have that plus 10. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's uh, 14 total with passive address. You know what? Could be worse. I got a 21. 21? Hey. I got 30. I rolled a 10. But I only have one add dexterity. Your modifier. Oh, stealth. Then add another 10. Mm -hmm. Okay, so yep. yeah, 21. Jeez, that's so much. Mm -hmm. That's without a trace is super good. So we have a 21, the other two that were super high. Baffer, what did you get again? 14. 14. Plank, um, plank, 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 plank. Levin could always just lift up Balfour. <laughs> <laughs> no one tosses a dwarf. <laughs> Coming up closer to the old bone grinder, this decrepit windmill, you can hear activity on the inside. There is a window that is open upstairs, and you can hear the sounds of grunting physical exertion. There's a little bit of a fire going that you can hear. It, and there's the smell of pastries wafting outside. Hmm. Can... Hmm. <laughs> there's... Recognition so, all around. <laughs> I think I just connected a dot. The window that's open, you said, was on the second floor? The exterior of this building, does it have texture to it? Can we Assassin's Creed you would probably be able to find your way through your anime monk skill set. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to necessarily, like, climb in or get in. I just want to see through that window where we know there's light coming from. You can do athletics or acrobatics, depending on how you want to go about it. I want to do acrobatics. Bart's going to approach the door to see if he can peek through the slightly ajarness. Uh... I just rolled a 17. Okay. And myself was 30. Offer, how close do you get? I mean, I'm aware that I make noise when I move. So I'm not mm -hmm. going to be like right up there at the door with them. But however far away I need to be to feel like I'm not being heard clanking around. So probably somewhere in the range of like, I don't know. 15, 20 feet, right? Somewhere in that range, kind of muffle the sounds. 40, maybe 50. 40, 50? Okay. Maybe put... On the safe side of it. Yeah, put me at like 40. So, Bart, you go up towards the door, and looking in through the door, you can... You end up seeing the inside. There's a number of small skeletons, child size. Wow. Even as you go upstairs, there is an older, haggard woman who's pushing around old bones and has a cloud of white dust that keeps puffing up as she's pushing these bones around. She's actively uh... working at the grinding stones. Um, and at some point, she 
goes downstairs and Bart, you can see this older woman, wrinkled, wrinkled face, like apples that have almost gotten to the point of rotten, sorts of weathering. And she's got on a blood-stained flower-caked apron that you see. Comes down, goes to the oven, opens it up, pulls out a fresh batch of these small triangle pastries and puts them on the windowsill to cool. Okay. Bart's gonna slowly, quietly move away from the door. He's gonna like motion up to Levin to come down and move back to Balfour and Surrey so that we can he can report on what he saw and we can decide what to do next. Mm-hmm. Levin will quietly drop down and back off. There's one other thing of note that you saw, um, Levin. And that was there was a couple of living children in cages. <sighs> that changes everything. Mm-hmm. So once the group's regathered, Bartholomew's going to say, okay, I saw a number of small skeletons. There is an elderly woman who came downstairs and pulled some pastries out of the oven. Not going to lie, getting bad vibes from this place. Eleven, what did you see through the window upstairs? She's really, really quiet for a moment. Like she's almost debating with herself. So you know how Bart responds to... Yeah. Yeah. She's trying to decide how she wants to say this because she knows that if she's not careful, Bart will just go burn down the building right here, right now. Um, And run into the burning building to save those two kids. Yeah, to save the children. Yeah. Do you really want to know? 28 insight. Does she seem disturbed? Um, As much as she does. Yeah. He's going to look at Levin, kind of get pick up on the vibe of whatever she saw. And based on the child skeletons and the way he reacted when Irina was taken, he starts to put the pieces together. He just sort of like stares at Levin. And then he says, okay, I have a plan. I think I can get the woman outside and we can ambush her to capture her and start asking some questions. Because if I'm right about what you just saw up there, Levin, something needs to be done here. Is there more? Is there only one woman or is there more than one? I only saw one. Only Was there the one from what I saw. Anyone else upstairs? Yes. Friends of the woman? Or was there someone there against their own will? The latter. Okay. If it's just the woman, I think we can take her. I'd be, I'm not sure what those skeletons are capable of, but if we can get her and get her restrained, I think we'll be in a fairly good position to figure out what's going on here. All right, so here's the plan. Surrey and Levin, you two will be ready with rope. Balfour, I want you to be ready to catch the woman the minute she comes out that door. We're all going to station ourselves next to the door, and I have a way to magically compel her to exit the building. Once she exits the building, Balfour, you catch her, hold her down so that she can't get away, while Levin and Surrey, you quickly tie her off with the ropes. Any questions or any uh, recommendations for a different course of action? Quick planning. No backup plan. It could go wrong. 
Let's do it. All right. Were there, sorry, real fast, were there open windows on that third floor? Is there one? And we saw a light up there. Hmm. Other question is, how was that mill turning? Good point. That is a very good point. I think it would be beneficial. Okay. Um, can Levin try and go back and climb up to the third floor? Look in that window. You want to do that before this plan goes into action? I, I, we need to know as much as we possibly can. If that is the case, I want you to roll another stealth check. And pass, with, pass Without a Trace is still up. That lasts for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I would say you're probably halfway through that duration by this point, though. So, okay. I mean, it is a ticket. Bartholomew's going to move back to the door to wait for her in case, so that we can enact the plan if she gives the go-ahead. Okay, that's 20 for the stealth. Okay, and another poorly. athletics. And another athletics. Or acrobatics, depending me. on how you want to do that. 17 again. Okay, so using the debris that's out here, as well as cracks that are in there, you pretty easily parkour your way up and do so with supernatural level of grace that affords quietness. Bart, standing towards the side of the door so as to not be seen, looks up at you, and you look inside of this window, and you can see these two don't even look human. Their limbs are too long. Their skin is wrinkled past the point of any sort of human recognition. While smaller in size than the other woman that you saw, there's a monstrosity to them. What are they doing? This is where you hear that physical exertion, and you can see that these two are actively at work with posts turning the axle that makes the stone grinder go. Okay. And the two of them, you can hear there is some uncouth language, cursing, and one of them even says, you know, here's a wonderful curse for her. May all her bacon burn. If we get um, this quota of dream pastries done, then we can be done for the night. Keep pushing. Interesting. A quota. Okay. Is there anything else in there of no? Anything that looks like treasure? If no, not, but you first can see okay. that there is a ladder that leads up towards the top where you assume the connection point between the wind sha- the the wind vane axle and the stone grinder axle. Did we see any probably light? probably another room up there. There's no windows up there, so there's no oh, light. Oh, okay. She'll drop back down and tilt her head to, to reconvene back with Suri and Baufer and share what she saw. And she'll do it more fully this time because it wasn't quite as awful as what she had seen through that first window. Interesting. They Did they look human? Barely. Hmm. It looks like they were holding on to the last dregs of their humanity, if you could call it that. Hmm. Okay. I personally still stand by the plan. They're upstairs. They seem to be indebted to this woman or in some way under her control, so I don't think they'll stop unless she commands it so. So as long as we can get her subdued, I think we'll still be good. One way to find out. 
All right. All right, here we go. We all get into position, and then Bartholomew is going to peek through the door again. Is the woman still down that downstairs where he can see? Yes. You can see that she is very inefficiently trying to scrape these bones into a small pile. All right. Let's see. He's going to, while peeking in at her, he is going to cast Suggestion, and he is going to suggest that she step outside of the mill. Okay, I want you to tell me, what is your save DC? It'll be a wisdom save 16. Wisdom save 16. Creatures that can't be charmed are immune to this effect, if that uh, is important. Oh, a customer. (laughs) And with that, she comes to the door, opens it up. Is there something I can help you with, dearie? Can I tell if she succeeded on the her save? You can tell that she is not charmable. Okay. That is unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, Bartholomew's gonna straighten up, kind of brush his coat off and say, Oh my, I didn't mean to disturb you, my fair lady. Um, yes, I've heard that you are quite the pastry maker, and I, I was recommended <laughs> that I come and investigate further. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. My dream pastries will take you to places you have never been. And I assume she sees my comrades, some of which are holding ropes. She can see Suri and Baffer, who are a little bit distant. So in my mind, we all approached because the plan was they would be on either side of the door so that once she came out, they could jump her. Well, she has opened the door. She has not stepped out. I know, but I'm saying they would have been right there. They're currently up against the wall on either side of the door and Levin's up above. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was picturing. That's true. I never dropped down. Okay. If we could get her out, I could rain down from the sky. Tell me, um, what is it that makes your pastry so good? And he's going to peer around her at the room filled with bones and be like, oh, what, what, what's all this? The thing that makes these dream pastries so special is that I use the finest of ingredients, that they are baked with love. <laughs> and with that, she is going to step out and close the door behind her. With and as that? she looks to the either side, I'm going to leave this up to the roll of the initiative. No! Suri, you get to act first. Alright, going by the plan, I'll, I guess I'll use my action just to try to rope her and tie her up. <laughs> Go ahead and roll me an athletics check. Oh, that's my worst stat, boy. <laughs> <laughs> this is going beautifully. Ooh, 15. That will beat her seven. Yeah. So you end up managing to get a couple of loops up over this woman and pin her arms to the side. Anything else for you? Um, it's not possible to concentrate on two spells at once, right? Not unless I think there's a specific feat for that, but it, it, not at your current state. Yeah, I'll I'll use my bonus action to cast hex on her as well. Hey, and what ability do you want to hex? Oh, oh, Isn't okay. Is that part of it? Yeah, yeah. It's, I thought advantage. it was all of them, but it is just one. Uh, let's go with. 
strength, her, I, I guess. So that way she doesn't escape the rope. Okay. True. So with that, anything else that you want to do, Suri? I think I'll... I'll leave it at that. I think Suri will just be holding on to the ropes, trying to make sure she doesn't try to go anywhere as best as she can. Hey, Levin, it is you. Levin will... Uh, there's not space to drop down, like, behind her, is there? Really? Um, Levin will drop down kind of by Suri, like, adjacent between Suri and Bart, and she'll... We'll try this. I don't know how well this will go. She'll take her spear and hold the bladed edge up underneath the old woman's chin, near to the throat, making uh, intent very, very clear. And she's going to say, we have questions and you will answer them for us. I can roll an intimidation check if you'd like me to. Sure thing. Advantage or just straight? Straight. Okay. Oh, this... Okay, that's a six. You're going to dice jail. <laughs> Ophelia! Bella! We have guests! I should have just slit her throat. And with that, um, this is going to be a concentration check technically, I think, because of the somatic component. So you can see with her arms pinned at her side, this woman attempts to gesture for a spell and it doesn't seem to work. With that, she says, Trat. And because she has spent her action attempting the spell, she does not get to try and get out of those bonds. Bart, it is your turn. Okay. He Is he within touching distance of both Suri and Balfour? Could he touch both of them? You could touch Suri, but not Boffer. Boffer is about five feet away. He can touch Levin and Suri at the same time, though? Is that correct? Yes. Okay, he's going to lay a hand on both of them and cast Enhance Ability at third level so that he can get both of them. Um, and he's going to give them the Bull's Strength, giving them both advantage on Strength checks and their carrying capacity doubles, which isn't really what I was going for. Um, but they both have advantage on strength checks now. And that is, let me see, that is concentration up to an hour. And that's my action. So it, did you say it was advantage on strength checks or like a plus whatever? Advantage. Advantage on strength, okay. Yep. And then he's going to look down at the woman and say, where did you get those bones? They were offered freely. <laughs> And he's going to pull his rapier out, and that'll be his turn. So, after Bart, you guys had two opportunities to stop her calling in reinforcements. You see, third window, third floor window opens up, and one head peeks out. Wrinkled, big ol' aquiline nose that kind of hangs a little bit. And a hand shoots out, and you can see these darts of energy pop out of her hands, come down untoward each of you. This hag is catching, casting magic missile. Oh, they're doing hags. Hags are dangerous. Did you say one towards each of us? So there's there's four. So okay. Bart, you take two damage. Okay. 
Suri takes three damage. Levin takes four damage. Baffer takes five damage. I rolled a one, a two, a three, and a four. And oh with my. that, Baffer, turn goes to you. Gonna look up at the old lady in the tower. I didn't like that. Just take a running leap towards the hag that's right there by the front door and just gonna come straight down onto her head with this axe. Okay, go ahead and roll me an attack. It is going to be 25. 25 will hit. Be nine damage. Okay, with that, blade sinks in pretty well. So with that, you can hear some thundering coming down the stairs. And while the door is slightly closed, Bart, you can see coming down the stairs is another hag. Is Balfour now standing in a position where he can see through the doorway? Um, there is currently a grappled, the least witch, if not a hag, in front of you that is preventing you from looking through. Bart has a straight on view. You would have a sidelong. Would it be possible for me to use a bonus action and just chuck an open bag of caltrops? towards the entrance of the tower. I'll allow that. Yes. I will take my caltrops and just create difficult terrain there. What exactly the effect was. Okay. That, we have the other hag that has come down. Suri, it is back to you in the initiative. And are we killing them now? I guess they are really bad. (laughs) Balfour has decided we're killing them now. So if I'm grappling her, that does that take up my action to keep holding it? Unless you want the ropes to drop, then yes. Hmm. I guess, yeah, I guess I'll just keep holding on until <laughs> until these ropes break or until I let go. Okay, so you will maintain your grapple. Is there yeah, anything? Uh, I think actually I want to use my movement, though, to like pull both of us out of line of sight of the doorway, so that way the other witch has to come all the way out to hit us with any spells. Okay, so you drag her, how far do you want to go? 5, 10, 15 uh, feet? Probably just like, still close enough to, to where Baffer can like, hit her. Okay. Any sort of movement will render Baffer out of range, but even just getting her out of sight of the door gets her away from support. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think have 25 feet of movement, it's fine. I think, yeah, just right next to the door, basically, like right outside of it. That is easy enough. So anything else that you want to do? Um, It wouldn't be your action to maintain it. I'll just call that your bonus action in case you want to do anything else. Um, Is the other witch down the stairs yet? You're not certain. You didn't get a good look. Uh, Okay. Um, I guess I'll just do a point blank Eldritch Blast (laughs) on the person I'm holding. If that's okay. possible. Does that yeah. have somatic components? It it very well might. If it does, I need you to roll a concentration check. And okay. your spell save DC. Uh the S just means semantic, right? Like yes. the S. Okay, it it does. Um, and that is easily performable by one hand. And so if you were to put both rope, both ends of the rope into one hand, you would be able to do that actually without any sort of concentration check. And you have advantage on strength checks. So I imagine right now you'd be able to do that with one hand. 
Yeah, that's that's easy enough. All right, so the first Eldritch Blast is a 21 to hit. That will hit. And the second one is a 19. That will also hit. Okay, and for damage, I'm rolling uh, two extra d6 because she's hexed. Yep. So the first one is 15 damage. Okay. And the second one is 14. <laughs> that's 29 total? Yeah. Okay. Good hit. And that's all I think I can do. From there, Levin, you are next. You are currently able to hit this hag. You're far enough back that you'd probably be able to catch, just barely, that there's another hag coming down the stairs. Okay. I'm going to uh, whack the witch, hag, etc. That's directly in front of me with the staff, with the spear. It is a 12. Mm-hmm. It's not hit. That's what I thought. Okay, but I have a second attack. Mm-hmm. So help me. That's a 24. 24 will Boys. hit. Cool. For eight piercing damage, how does Hag look? Pretty healthy, all things considered. Pretty he- Okay. And Love to hear it. the other thing that you notice is you have heard tell of Moon Silver here. And it appears that those sorts of holy or magical or silvered weapons be more effective than the spear that you currently wield. Well, that's lovely. I don't have anything like that, though. I'll do a flurry of blows, spend a key point, okay. because I'm not about this. That's a nine and a 15. Neither one of those will hit. <sighs> okay, pass turn. With that, the hag is going to go, and the hag is going to try and break out of these bonds. So, sorry, a athletics check, please. With advantage. And the hag has disadvantage on strength checks too, right? Yeah, this is thoroughly stacked against her. <laughs> okay, that's good I have advantage, because I got an 18 and a 1. <laughs> well, that is better than the 6 and the 1 that this hag got. <laughs> so... She struggles as when I am done with you, will grind your bones to dust. That bardic goes to you. All right. As she says that, he's going to back away from the door about 10 feet so that he's not like right there. And he's going to look at the bound hag and he's going to say, I know goblins with a more attractive backside than you, and he's going to cast Vicious Mockery. Wisdom save 16. And what happens if that if that fails? She takes 2d4 psychic damage and has disadvantage on the next attack roll. Go ahead, roll me 2d4. Woohoo! That, but she feels bad. Oh, are mm-hmm. you kidding me? Minimum damage. She takes oh. two psychic damage. Uh. It was a bad joke. It was a bad insult. It makes sense. She doesn't even know what a goblin is. Seems like that plays into it. So, with that, Ophalia is going to go ahead and throw out another set of magic missiles at each of you. One at each of you. Which takes two damage. Suri takes three. (laughs) Levin takes four. Baffer takes two. How much do I take? I missed that. Two. Two. 
three at Surrey, four at Levin, Baffer takes two. And that is it for her turn. So Baffer, it goes to you. He's going to rear back and come up with an uppercut slice with his axe on this hag that's in front of him still. So you will need to take five feet of movement to get up to I will big do that. That is 23. 23 will hit. It's 11 damage. Anything else? No. That is my turn. With that, seeing you in the doorway, the door opens and you see another hag to your side, Baffer, that ends up shooting four darts right into you. So two, six, 11, 15 points of damage. I am and that below is half it. of my hit points. So, Surrey goes back to you. Same thing as last time, just gonna send some Eldritch Blast right through these ropes onto this hag. <laughs> and go for it. First one is 18. Will hit. Ooh, and the second one is 12. 12 will not. Okay. However, you do have advantage because you are flanking with Baffer. Oh, oh, dang it. <laughs> I got a 10 on the second one. Okay, just one. That'll hit. The one I rolled does 15 damage. Well, cool, cool. Anything else for you? I think that's going to be it. Okay, Levin, it'll go to you. Yeah, she doesn't technically, I think, know the spell, but she can see that they're casting it and it's requiring a vocal component. Mm -hmm. I'm going to use my last two key points to cast silence within the space of that room. Um, so it's not affecting any of us, uh, just within the building. Silence, how um, big is the radius on that? It's 20 feet. So it's a 20-foot radius or diameter? 20-foot radius. If I'll you, double check, but I'm almost certain it's radius. If you want to, you could center it up inside of the building such that radius hits the full 20 feet down at the bottom, reaches outside of the That's building, true. missing your allies, and goes up towards the top of the building. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. And that should, all the way in up theory... the top of the building, but it should okay. cover all of those windows. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, so you can hear all of the cursing that was going on with the hags that are inside suddenly just... Perfect. So... With that, seeing that struggling is a useless battle, we are going to have uh, the hag that is currently bound almost seems to dissipate into mist. I knew it. I knew she had that spell. I forgot <laughs> about that. Oh! Suddenly, this one disappears. And with that, Bart, it is going to go to you. He's going to look up at the hag who's poking her head out the window. Window, the window, the, the second window. story window. He's gonna poke. He's gonna look up at her and he's gonna say, "I see you're a servant to your sister," and cash cast vicious mockery on her as well. So another wisdom save sixteen, and then for a bonus action while you roll that, he's gonna cast healing word on Balfour. Only two d four. Come on, do better than last time. Yes, max damage, eight psychic, and then. Balfour, this is at second level. I forgot to say that, but second level, so... 2d4 plus... 
So it's going to be, yeah, 2d4 plus my spellcasting ability modifier. That's 11 hit points. And that will be my turn. You can see the shaking of a fist upstairs as this hag goes inside. And you can hear something, well, you would be able to hear something going on inside, but it is currently silenced. So, Buffer, the turn passes to you. All right, how far away am I from the one that's standing in the doorway? You are literally within striking range. Five feet away, it is there. I will turn and strike, but I am going to use Great Weapon Master because I keep forgetting I have it and I need to use it. So you're going to drop your attack roll by five to possibly get 10 extra damage? Correct. That is exactly what I'm doing. Do I have advantage because I'm flanking still or no? No. This is a different hag. That's okay. I got 18 18. to hit. 18 will hit. 18 damage. 18 damage? Not bad. Great, but Master is pretty awesome. I just need to stop forgetting about it. And I believe that is the extent of my turn. Okay. This one here is going to go ahead, and because she can't cast spells, is going to go ahead and claw at you. So that does hit, and that is going to deal 19 points of damage to you. Whoa! Put that chunker right back out. Those are some sharp claws. I am in the single digits. And with that, the turn will pass back to you, Suri. I'm going to probably stay where I am for the moment, and then... So he's going to throw her book on the ground and it's going to start rumbling and like shaking around as like pages flip. And uh, I guess the book will cast summon shadow spawn, even though I guess Suri was kind of intended. So they both will cast summon shadow spawn. And Bart, how thoroughly would you have studied that Innistrad religion book? I think he would have read it cover to cover, not like scrutinizing it per se, but he has read it all. I need you to roll a history check for me. Or, no, this would be a religion check. 16. Based off of your knowledge from that book, this is a visage of Withengar, one of the demons of Innistrad. And considering that it came out of the book that Suri dropped to the ground, I think you might have some suspicion as to who her patron is. Okay. So... Sir, you drop the book, the the shadow spawn comes out, and what would you like to command it to do? Go upstairs and horrify that old lady. (laughs) And with that, this thing collapses down to the ground without the book appearing and slides up the wall, almost like the shadow in um, Princess and the Frog with Dr. Facilier. So with that, anything else for your turn, Suri? That'll be it. Levin, it goes to you. I don't know how I'm going to follow that up. So I suppose I will just move. Is there a way that I can move within range of the hag that's in the build? Yeah, that's doable. I will just move up and start hitting at the hag that's there in the doorway. Once again, two-handed spear. Oh my gosh. Okay, we're going to... So that first one was an 11. This is... Yep. We're going to try physical rolling, see if that helps. No, it's a nine. You can take your bonus action to attack as well for free. Oh, there we go. There's a crit, 27. So crit? So six plus four bludgeoning, so 10. 
yeah, I'm basically just trying to draw the attention off of Balfour because he looks bad, so. He's pretty darn hurt. Bart, it is you. Okay. He is going to move forward so that he can lay a hand on Balfour's back. He's going to once again cast Enhance Ability, but this time he's going to give Balfour the Bear's Endurance, giving him advantage on Constitution checks, and he gains 2d6 temporary hit points, which are lost when the spell ends. So do I roll the d6, or is it just 12 hit, temporary hit points? Um, I'll roll the d6. Uh, that's 10 temporary hit points. Offer it to you. All right. I will take another big wind-up swing with my great axe. Great weapon right. master. Ooh, that is a crit at yes. 19, because I also crit on 19 now. Ooh. 22 damage. Nice. Baffer, you're still the one who's dealing the most damage, so this strike is against you. Luckily, though, it does not hit. Both Levin and um, Baffer, if you would like to, you can make opportunity attacks as this hag runs away. Yes. That is a two. That is a, uh, as Riley put it earlier, synthetic 20. Okay, synthetic 20 will hit for five points of piercing damage. And this hag runs up the stairs. So with that, Suri, it goes to you. Right. And you can, there's a telepathic bond between you and this shadow entity that you have summoned. And you can feel the unbridled joy of your patron. Oh, I like that, but at the same time, that's not, <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> Is that whole, is the whole, like, area in the windmill still silent? Yes. It would not affect your current spells, it would just affect any new spells. I couldn't make my, uh, Shadow Spawn use Dreadful Scream, because that's a scream, right? It is a scream. <laughs> you suspect okay. that this thing is doing other things. Oh, oh, okay. Um, I think I'm just gonna... Suri's just gonna like slyly reach her hand in her satchel and just like feel the dagger and like check on it while that's happening. The dagger is still there. You would swear that there's some sort of energy about it, whether it's vibrating or what, you don't know exactly. As you grab onto the dagger, that connection to your patron becomes all the stronger. I want you to roll me a charisma saving throw. Oh, oh, I got a 23. 23. You are currently in control. Not by much, but you are in control. And in terms of what's going on with this shadow spawn, that is you gave it a command and it is according to what your patron is saying to you, doing its job. Okay. That's comforting. <laughs> um, then I guess if that's it, I'll just use my movement. Not to like, I don't want to go in this inside the building because I don't want to be silenced, but I'll just like be in the doorway so I can see everybody still. That, Levin, it goes to you. So both of the hags are basically out of sight now, correct? Yes. Okay. Levin's gonna follow after them. She's gonna run in, run into the building. Um, so I have, if I dash, I basically have 80 feet of movement. With 40 feet, you'll be able to get up the stairs. 
Yeah. So with the 40 feet then, go up the stairs. What does she see? Can't hear anything because silence, but. We will find out what you see next time on Fireside Dice. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Got a bad feeling about that. Thank you all so much for joining us in this episode of Fireside Dice. This show is produced by Realms of Roleplaying. Intro and outro music was created by Alexander Nakarada of Serpent Sound Studios. And all other sound effects and music were created by Monument Studios. We'll see you all in the next episode. The sheer number of times in this podcast that we have said time want to or time to murder insert demographic here is kind of astounding. Yeah. It's kind of a thing with D&D. Though. <laughs> so it's like, want to go murder some priests? I want to murder these children. Let's murder an old woman. <laughs>